Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning and welcome. I am Heather Caro. I am your host this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining me this beautiful morning. We have been having a lot of fun behind the scenes this morning with Real Presence Live. There's been a lot going on, and we're having a lot of issues. So if everybody could just take a moment and say a prayer with me that everything will be resolved. The devil has been working really hard for the show to not happen this morning, and I am stubborn. I'm saying this show is happening today. <clears throat> so let's begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. God, our Father, I come before you this morning. I thank you for the gift of my life, the life of my family members, and that of my friends. Thank you, Lord, for directing, protecting, guiding, guarding, governing, and taking care of me throughout the night. I have woken up because of your abundant mercies and grace. Merciful God, this morning I submit myself into your mighty hands. May you fill me with your wisdom Grant me good health as I undertake my every deed today. Lord, bless the work of my hands so that all I do today may be fulfilling to me, helpful to humanity, and may I do it according to your holy will for the greater glory of your name. Amen. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning, folks. I am not Nathan Sather. I'm Heather Carroll, and you get stuck with me this morning to host Real Presence Live we're getting started a little bit late, so I want to jump in straight to our first guest, Monsignor Mankin. Good morning, Monsignor. Merry Christmas, Heather. Merry Christmas. I love being able to say that. Yes, we can say that until the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, so we've got a ways to go yet. Yay. How are you, Monsignor? Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are? Thank you. I'm fine, Heather. Thank you. And Yes, I'm uh, Monsignor Charles Mangan from the Diocese of Sioux Falls. I'm here at Mount St. Mary's Seminary in Emmitsburg, Maryland, where I teach. Uh, we're currently on our Christmas break, and uh, so I've been a priest now since 1989 and uh, have had uh, many blessings as far as assignments. I see I've had uh, four bishops now, and uh, each has been uh, very kind to me, uh, and here I am now... Uh, for a year and a half, having taught in the seminary in Maryland, so it's a great blessing. It's been a great blessing, and it's been also sad for us who are spoiled by having you in our diocese to not have you home, but uh, we know the Lord has called you to great things, um, Monsignor, but we look forward to when you get to join us again <laughs> in person. <laughs> thank you, Heather, thank you, and thankfully for the gift of the telephone, we can stay in touch and and do programs such as this. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, we have um, many who don't know Monsignor. He specializes in Mariology, and um, so I thought it was appropriate to have you on today to talk about the solemnity of Mary, Mother of God, that is coming up. Why don't you tell us a little bit about um, what that solemnity is, Monsignor? 
Yes. Well, the solemnity of the Mary, Mother of God, as you say, is actually uh, on January 1st. And, of course, this year that's a Sunday. Um, and it's a wonderful day for the Church to remind us of the beauty of Mary's motherhood. As she is the mother of Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is God, therefore, as the Council of Ephesus said, Mary is the mother of God, the Theotokos, or the God-bearer. Uh, and so, you know, we always, every day, think of Mary as the mother of God, but the Church in her wisdom uh, designates one day a year on which, in our prayers and reflections, we can consider, again, this great truth. So it's one of the tremendous days of the year. Of course, it coincides with all of with the New Year's Day, um, mm -hmm. and also, since the early 1960s, it also has been the World Day of Peace, uh, the Prayer for Peace, uh, that was established by Pope Paul VI. So um, we are so blessed, and to be able to have Our Lady as well with us in a very real way as we begin the year, and also to pray for peace, and particularly this year, uh, during which so many countries have shown such lack of peace. Mm -hmm. So, Monsignor, going back in history, um, this solemnity hasn't always been um, regarded. So, in the 5th century, it was brought into question whether or not we should be having this solemnity, and, we, and whether or not we should be calling Mary the Mother of God, can you explain a little bit about what that controversy was and why it was even brought up? Yes. The controversy <clears throat> had to do with Nestorian. And Nestorian, uh, or Nestorius, uh, was a, actually was a bishop who did not adhere completely to the divinity of Christ. So remember, sometimes when it comes to heresies in the Church, uh, they're long established. Uh, and it may not just be one council that sees the falling away of a heresy. It may take more. So mm -hmm. in the year 325, we have the Council of Nicaea. Nicaea is a familiar name to our listeners because we, on Sundays and Holy Days, we recite or sing the Nicaean Creed at Mass. Um, at the Council of Nicaea, the Church proclaimed that Jesus Christ is one divine person, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, with a divine nature and a human nature. So we can rightly call Jesus Christ God-man. He is he uh -huh. shares our humanity, but he's a divine person. Well, that was 325. By 431, the uh, unrest was still present, and uh, Nestorius was a priest, a bishop, uh, who did not adhere to the fact that Mary could be called the mother of God. He thought it would be better to call her the mother of Jesus and, and <clears throat> emphasize the humanity of Jesus. Uh -huh. Now, of course, we believe Mary is the mother of Jesus, but because she is the mother of Jesus, she's mother of God, because Jesus Christ is God. Right. Uh, Jesus Christ is Lord, as St. Paul says. Um, so with that in mind, um, it was something that had to be settled, and thankfully... St. Cyril of Alexandria, a great, uh, great uh, theologian and doctor of the Church, uh, was able to, to put forth forcefully the teaching of the Church that, yes, Jesus is God, uh, 
Mary is the mother of Jesus. Mary, therefore, is the mother of God. Um, and so uh, it, it was a watershed moment in the life of the Church. It truly was. Mm-hmm. Well, it's such an important moment, too, to distinguish that, because you think about all the other things that fall into line by, you know, giving her that title, Mother of God. Everything else falls into line, as it should, you know, Um so to make that distinction was extremely important. Yes, and uh, it's something that, you know, you could say that um, so many Christians held for so long, um, and it is such a gift for us to know that Mary, our mother, the mother of the Lord, mother of God, uh, is with us, prays for us, uh, distributes God's graces to us, and help Jesus prepare a place for us in heaven. These are such important things. Mm-hmm. So for our brothers and sisters who, um, and this is a common misconception that we worship Mary, um, can you talk a little bit about why we hold Mary in such high regard, and then also how we can explain that to our brothers and sisters who don't, um, who aren't Catholic? Yes, well, we hold Mary in high regard because she is the mother of God, as the Church says. Uh, she is a fully human person who God has given this great gift of being the mother of Jesus Christ, who is God. So that's why we honor Mary. That's her first and foremost title. Um, that is um, some uh, theologians call the uh, first Marian principle is that Mm -hmm. Mary is the mother of God, and everything else flows from that. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, so when we talk about her natural conception, her perpetual virginity, her assumption, uh, what she did for us on Calvary, what she is doing for us now in heaven, these things all come from the fact that she is the mother of God. Now, as far as uh, how this can help us, this realization with our Protestant brothers and sisters, I think it's uh, important for us to remember that we are ecclesial people. We are people of the Church, and we want to adhere to what Holy Mother Church has taught us. And for us to, uh, you know, to participate with our Protestant friends uh, in loving Christ, yes, by all means. And I think also to remember that uh, they would accept the passage from St. Luke's Gospel that uh, the angel came to a virgin named Mary. And the archangel told Mary that the Lord had chosen her to be the mother of Jesus Christ. So I think that's the starting point, um, you know, for us to be able to say that Mary is to be honored because, after all, she is the mother of Christ, who is God. And I think... uh, the vast majority of Christians will accept that. I think where the mm-hmm. division comes is that um, there are other things the Catholic Church says about Our Lady that our Protestant friends don't accept, and they don't see as scriptural. They don't see as coming from sacred scripture. Right. So what are what can we expect this Sunday, uh, Monsignor, celebrating the solemnity? What can we expect with Mass? What kind of things should we be looking for that might might be different? Well, I think we'll remember that, of course, this is also the octave day of Christmas. So 
God willing, we'll still have up our beautiful Christmas decorations. We'll still be using white as a color, which, of course, always is about joy and and glory, the glory of God. Um, and also, I think, we'll listen to the prayers carefully. Uh, the Church will be reminding us of the identity of Mary as the Mother of God and how also that flows into our relationship with her. Because after all, you and I are brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ, and we share a common mother. So I, I think we can keep our eyes and ears open this Sunday at Mass and really listen to the prayers, which are speaking about Mary's identity. Can you share a little bit? We only have a few minutes left, Monsignor, but can you go into a little bit about how your own devotion to Mary began? Because you are quite devoted and you're very knowledgeable with Mary. Um, can you shed a little light into your own history of where that started? Sure. Well, I'm second of six in our family, and my mom and dad uh, made sure that we prayed every night. Um, before we went to bed, we prayed as a family, and we had a series of prayers we prayed, and we also added one decade of the rosary night, so by the end of the week we had the rosary said. Um, I think that that was a real uh, catalyst for my Marian devotion. Also in our dining room, we had a beautiful image of uh, Mary holding Jesus, um, mm -hmm. and one of the presentation sisters from Aberdeen had, Sister Maureen, may she rest in peace, had uh, painted that. And so there we had, uh, we looked at Our Lady every night, uh, we looked at her picture. Um, yeah. The fact, too, that I went to Catholic school with the Presentation Sisters of the Blessed Virgin Mary, it was obvious that we would speak about Our Lady. And, of course, my dear parents who are now deceased, I, I must thank them for their goodness and kindness and love and also their firmness, you know, in sharing these things. There were no debates at our table about that. <laughs> it just didn't happen. Uh, we, we, uh, that was just the way it was. But, uh, you know, how grateful I am as I look back now. So I think, Heather, those were tremendous things. And as I went on and I was ordained, I was sent to study Mariology in Rome and had a chance to spend two years studying about Our Lady. That has been such a great thing. And then I was in the office of the Marian Apostolate in the Diocese of Sioux Falls for 11 years. Our office was dedicated to promoting knowledge of Mary throughout the diocese, and I even went outside of the diocese a number of times, too. So I think those things were really uh, tremendous blessings. And now yeah, I think Mariology here at Mount St. Mary's. Well, so, and is it true um, that you have a Ph.D. in Mariology, Monsignor? Well, I, I, I have everything done, and I'm, I'm working on the dissertation, <laughs> so hopefully it won't be long. We've got to work on That's, that. Yeah. So then what are we to call you, Monsignor Doctor or Dr. Monsignor? <laughs> sinner, <laughs> sinner, but a joyful sinner. <laughs> a uh, joyful sinner. Who, <laughs> who, who knows that the Lord is still king, and uh, he takes care of us. That's beautiful. Well, Monsignor, thanks for joining me today. Any last thoughts um, for our listeners about Mary, the Mother of God? Well, thank you, Heather, for having me. And um, yes, I would say, you know, Our Lady is um, is so close to the Lord, and she's so close to us, and we never have to fear about going to her, even in our darkest sins, our darkest despairs, 
um, she's there for us. And everything about Mary is about Christ, and she takes us faithfully to her son. So um, to Jesus through Mary uh, is what I would leave us with today. Beautiful. Will you part us with a blessing, Monsignor? Yes. Commending you to the great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy, to St. Joseph, to guardian angels and patron saints, and St. Thomas Beckett, and all the angels and saints. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Monsignor, Merry Christmas, and thank you. Merry Christmas, Heather. You're welcome. All right. Okay, folks, that was Monsignor Charles Mangan. He was talking about the great solemnity of Mary, Mother of God, coming up this Sunday. Um, what a special and wonderful day for us to be able to celebrate. Uh, we have a great show planned for you. We got a late start this morning, so we had to hurry up and get things going, but so far things are going well. We've got the Bishop Dudley House up next, and then we have a very interesting conversation for the second hour we have Glenn Gower, who um, is with Mission Blueprint. We're going to have a discussion about the men of the faith. And it's going to be a very interesting discussion with Glenn, and I'm really excited to um, be a part of it and be your host this morning. We were supposed to have Nathan Sather, but you get me, Heather Caro. I am your host this morning for Real Presence Live. We're going to take our first break, and then when we come back, we're going to have Jenny Palmer on the line for Real Presence Live right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mm-hmm. 